Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we again praise you for this great opportunity. We can be here and uh, to worship you, to adore you as our personal Savior. We invite your sweet presence, holy presence to be with us. Help us, help us all to comprehend whatever you are going to deliver to us, the great tidings from above. We thank you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Most of them, they were waiting, waiting, and waiting for some time. They were hoping, hope beyond hope. They want to go home. It has been a long time for them to stay away from their home. And wherever they go, they have to declare, unclean, unclean, unclean. What a great pity. You can imagine, if you were to be in their shoes, everywhere you go, you have to shout out loud, away from me, away from me. I am so very filthy and that if you come close to me, you may get what I am having right now. This is found in the text of Luke 11, verses 11 to 19. And in Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. All these beloved children of God, they were hiding somewhere in the bushes. They long to see this great master to appear. And Jesus, he was on the way. He was on the way to this place, to this village, where all these people, they had to stay there out of the public. And they had to leave home. They had to leave their loved ones. Many of them, they have been umpteen years, many years, ages, away from home. They long to see their loved ones, but they can. They just cannot go home. They cannot be near to their community. And someone mentioned to them that I was healed. So miraculously, that this disease somehow disappeared from me. And that person must have gone back to their so-called friends or buddies to tell them this great news. And uh, suddenly, lo and behold, they saw this great master came from afar. Somehow he entered into this village. So there they tried to lift up their voice. Shall we turn to Leo chapter 11? Oh, chapter 17, sorry. Leo chapter 17. 
Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Before that, we will turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, 2 and 3 first. You just put your finger at uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19, and then we shall look at uh, Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. This faithful body may have gone back to tell his friends, Hey man, I'm okay right now. Look, there is no more pictures of white, pink, and my nose is right now is with me. My finger is right here with me. This kind of disease is also called Hansen's disease. It is only passed through human droplets or body fluid. And uh, most of the time, it doesn't pass from skin to skin. So that's the reason why Jesus, he stretched out his hand and touched him. It doesn't pass through only touching through skin but through some kind of body fluid. Today on this earth, every day, every day, there's about, about 600 people were contacted with this disease. But the good news is that in these modern days, this, this disease is curable. But in the ancient times, during Jesus' time, it is uncurable. It is very contagious and very dangerous. Once you got all these so-called droplets, or sometimes it may go through some kind of insect sting or, or some kind of uh, uh, you know, interdirections or, or contact that you got this disease. This Hansen's disease is very pitiful. You may have all those white, pink, you know, all those color, and sometimes your nose just, you know, being eaten up, your finger just gone, your leg, your hand, whatever. So these people, they have to be away from their loved ones, from their family. They have to go to a small little village, there is all the same, all the lepers, as you know, they are all stayed there. And many of, many of them, they just live in that kind of sorrowful manner. 
everywhere they go, they had to avoid public. And at this time, when they were hiding at the bushes, <coughs> they longed to get healed. They longed to go home to see their loved ones. It's just like one of my inmate clerks. He has been there in the prison system from one prison to another for 35 years. He told me that he longed to go home. But with the kind of condition that he is in, two or three of them, 35 years, 36 years, and another one just so-called still very green, only 17 years. They long to go home. The Bible describes this kind of disease as some kind of sin. And these people, they know that. These my Nooros inmates, they know that. They have done something wrong, but sometimes they have to pay the consequences of their sin of whatever they have done through these years in the prison system. One of the, 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 the inmate clerk in which I baptized last year, November, he has been praying for 17 years. For 17 years, he prayed that when he left his home, the son was just two years old. And he longed to go and see the son. The son now is a grown-up man and has also another son, a very little two-year-old. He contacted his son, telling his son that, I long to see your son, my grandchild. The son told him, unless you get out the demon in you, I'm not going to see you. Unless you sort out your problems, I'm not going to bring my small little kid to go and see you. It's impossible. Some of us, we are on this earth journey, we also have gone through that kind of scenario. We long to, to see our loved ones. Just like this, my clerk, after 35 years in this kind of system, in just these four years back, he began to realize that he needed to make a turn in his life. He needed to leave all those drugs, all those kind of sinful substances away from him. And he needed to, as what his son told him, need to get that kind of demon in you. Many of us, as we are on this journey to our heavenly home, as what Ellen White says, many of us, we are just like a very rough table of furniture that we still need to polish. We need to make it smooth. This is called the perfection of our Christian character. We need to improve on a day-to-day -day basis, and we need to be a born-again Christian to improve our Christian journey 
or so-called the sanctification of our Christian life. And some of us, we really need to get quote-unquote demon out of our life. Jesus wants us all to go home. But the thing is that we need the kind of healing from Jesus. So when Jesus, he looked at these people who were hiding and they lift up their voice. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus says, go and show to the priests. Go and show to the priests that you right now are okay. You are healed. You are cured from the sickness. Lo and behold, on their way to see the priest, they were all healed. And according to the Bible, only one, only one returned back. And on, in verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. In verse 17, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? My friends, brothers and sisters, we are all healed. We have seen the high priest, our priest, that cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. We are declared as righteous when we were baptized. We resurrect together with Christ. And as one in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 17, chapter 5, verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. But many of us, we, how many of us, we really come back to Jesus and thank Him and show our gratefulness and our, in our Christian journey, we get rid of all the kind of bad, all the dirt in our, in our life and we try to perfect our Christian character. That's what Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. But many of us, we are just like the nine, we forget. Or many of us, we are really thankful to God and we return back and give thanks to God, we praise the Lord and we stay clean in our Christian journey. Last November, including the one that I baptized, the 35 years in the, in the system. He is right now about 60. I, in November, I had 22, 29 of them. They were baptized. And in December, I have 36 of them. I baptized 36 of them. 
And in January, another 22. February, another 43. And um, this just uh, March, I have 29. And just last week, I have 22. There are lots of people, they are coming home. Some of them, I told them, I reminded them again and again. Baptism is not a way to get rid of your guilt on what you have done. But baptism shows that you are genuinely, sincerely wanting to come back to God. I tell you, in my years of my previous experience as a pastor, I've never ever observed those people that are baptized sometimes in the year 1520. But this time, in a month, average is about 30. Next month, it'll be a very good harvest again on May 19. When I baptize them, I can sense the kind of Holy Spirit that is in them. I can sense that they are genuinely wanting to repent and get away from all their dirt on all and throw away all the demons in their life. Some of them, before even I baptized them, they were in tears. They were crying. I have never seen this kind of sin or I have never met this kind of scenario in my years of pastoring. After baptism, they were shouting for joy. In which it's so hard for me to see that when I was a pastor. But right now, of course, I'm still a pastor, but I'm ministering to all these so-called quote-unquote sinners. Just like we are all sinners. And we are, are trying to make our path straight. We need to set our path straight. Jesus says, this joy I want to give to you. And in John 14 verse 27 says, the peace that I'm going to give to you is not of this world. It is the heavenly peace. How many of us really experience that kind of peace in our life? Many of us, we still seeking high position, high power, and we still play around in this earth where we forget we need to be thankful and come back to God and set our path straight. We still do not like experience the kind of love that Jesus is bestowing on us. In Matthew chapter 5, uh, 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 Matthew, uh, Jesus, when he was teaching on the mouth, he said, blessed, blessed are those. Blessed are those, and blessed are the meek. Blessed are not the one, you know, the, who, 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 who mourn. In Greek word, the blessed is happy. Or, or, or um, the actual Greek word is makarios. Makarios means this kind of happiness is a happy happiness that not this earth can give you. That's why in the book of James says, 
you know, have joy even when you have tribulations. But many of us, we don't really experience this kind of makarios. In our Christian life, we still struggle, we still you know, fight within ourselves, we still debate within ourselves, we are not sure of the kind of assurance, the kind of love that God has given us. Jesus says, I give you the joy. I remember in, um, of course, I, I, you know, I still remember this uh, very famous song. I'm sure some of you, you're old enough, you know, you still remember this song. It was composed in 1953. A beloved girl, a very nice young lady, wrote to her old film, Dear John. You heard of that Dear John letter? Some of you, you may, you, you live old enough, you know, you know that Dear John letter. How many of you know that song? Oh, many of you, many of you. Says, dear John, oh how I hate to write, but I must let you know tonight how my love for you has gone. What a great pity! This is the dear John letter, but the Gospel of John is full of God's love, God's love for us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And all of us, as we are on this journey to go home, Jesus says, I will not leave you alone. I will not discard you, as is in a promise in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. And in John 14, it's also a very long love letter by Jesus to all of us. It's a great promise for us. John 14 verses 1 to 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I have gone to prepare a place for you, I'll come back to receive you unto myself. For where I am, that you may be also. But friends, in the English grammar, if you have been an English teacher, you know that. May, might, should, or, you know, that kind of um, uh, that kind of uh, 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 term, may. What is the difference between may and mind? I might go to CCA tonight. I might go. Or I may go. What is the difference? Mind, maybe about 70%. May. It's 50-50. Mind, I mean, so the possibility of I go there is greater. But if I will say I may go, maybe, you know, I may not go. So it's not that sure.
that you may be also. Means what? It means that salvation, you have to work for it. You just cannot say it's once saved, forever saved. Jesus wants us to wait patiently, besides that, we need to diligently make ourselves right with God, with everybody, and also make sure that we work on this perfection of Christian character. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mentions. If it were not so, I would have told you. So this promise is real. It's real. It's nothing. It's not something that is just a promise. How many of you, you anticipate that you want to go home? Today is CVCA's alumni coming home. Many of them, they want to go back to meet their good buddies, to meet with their friends, their teachers, and they long to go home, to, to, to go back to the school and to meet with their so-called old buddies. I remember when I attended Andrews and I graduated in 1994. And I went back again in 2003, with my wife, my family, and I graduated in 2007. Twice I attended Andrews, and every year I received an invitation to go home, to go back to the school, to meet with all my old friends. And I longed to go back there to meet with my old buddies. Every year, no fail. They sent me an email asking me to go home. But one thing that it was weird, I attended Loma Linda and I graduated in 1997. Since 1997 until now, one, 2019, I never received any invitation to go home. Never. I don't know. I don't know why. I wish that I would be invited to go home. But my friends, brothers and sisters, God wants us all to go home. God wants us all to meet with Him. Just like my inmate clerk, he has a kind of strong desire. He prayed for 17 years in order to see his son when he left home, only two years old. And many of us, we are just like all these lepers being healed. We want to go home to see our loved ones. How many of you, you long to see, to meet your loved ones face to face with Jesus when we go home 
to our heavenly home. How many of you? Amen. So today, my friends, it's time for us to get ready and to go home. This earth is only a very short while. We are going all, we are all going home. And while walking on this earth, it's an opportunity for us to continue to grow, to love Jesus more and more, and to know Him, to know our Savior. We shall not continue to struggle, and we struggle again, and not knowing what to do with our own self. If people were to ask you, are you sure that you are safe, that you can be home, as, as a pastor, I ask many of my members. Many of, them, many of them, they answer me, well, if God, you know, if God pleased with me when he comes back again, then I, I, I'll meet him and I, I'll be safe in heaven. But if, let's say, if he, he says that I'm not good enough, then I, I, I cannot go to heaven. Is that so? The thing is that the thief on the cross, when he says, remember me, when your kingdom comes. Jesus says, today, you shall be with me in paradise. Many people, they misunderstood that the thief, the thief is going to fly to heaven right away. But what Jesus meant is that today's salvation is yours. Today you have a salvation. You will me will be with me in paradise. Let me say, when Jesus he comes back a second time, he will be called home. And many of us, some of us, we may be seeing Jesus face to face when he comes again a second time. Or Jesus will call us up to transform, to transform us from more immortal uh, to, from mortal to immortal. So, no matter in what manner, we are still going home. My friends, I want you to join, to join me in heaven. I want you to have 100% assurance. Even right now, even right now, you are saved by God's grace. Today, as we sing this closing song, How Far From Home, I want you Continue to ponder, to pray that God will help each and every one of us to safely sail through this journey, that we can be home safe and sound, that we all will be happy to meet all our loved ones that we long to see for many years, for umpteen years, or we long to have them, we long to hug them, we long to be with them. And today, Jesus already promised us, let not your heart be troubled. We shall all journey together. We shall meet at the same point that is in heaven. And all our names, everyone who is present here, all our names are recorded in the book of life, the book of the Lamb. Shall we all pray? Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for this 
beautiful promise that you have given us in John 14 verses 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. If I have gone to prepare a place for you, I will come to receive unto myself for where I am, that you may be also. Dear Lord, let us all meet together in heaven, face to face with you, and we shall see you, and behold, this is our long-winded Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we all rise and sing our